Sochi, Jason, Ariana, Charity were all phenomenal dancers. They were all basically on the same level as each other. Um, I just, I don't know. And my mom had said it before. She was like, I bet that they're going to say Val because Val's only won once and Val never wins. And she was right. I don't know. I just, I'm a little skeptical about that. Just being the whole votes thing. I just don't think that enough people voted for Sochi to win. But you know what? I'm happy for her. It was a tough competition. Unfortunately, Ariana placed third, which I don't know. I think a lot of people, a lot of people on the Bravo team were were voting for her. But you know what? Whatever. I don't know. I, I, obviously, like it wasn't the way that I wanted it to end. But at the end of the day, I mean, Sochi, Sochi was a phenomenal dancer. I'm just biased because... I wanted Ariana to win, but now I don't, uh, I don't really have anything to watch on live TV. I kind of recap on my Salt Lake City the, the next day, you know, when I'm sitting in bed working. Um, so yeah, I don't know where I was talking about the last of us this week with people at the gym. And I was like, that just feels so long ago. Like having things, having scripted television live on TV hasn't, I think Succession was the last one that I watched, but I'm rambling. I'm rambling now. I just wanted to get my two cents out about that. Let's get into what you guys are probably the most excited to listen to this episode. And that is my Jonas Brothers experience. And guys, I just want to say, if you if you are a hater, you need to grow up and put on some of their music. I'm not going to deny that some of their earlier songs, they're a little screamy. There's some times where Nick's a little screamy. Joe tries to be a little bit too rock, but they were young. Nick was 13 when this all started. He didn't even know what, he didn't even know he had diabetes when this all started, okay? But their songs are bangers. And seeing them now at in their 30s with their mature, experienced voices is a fucking phenomenal show. Okay. So let's start from the beginning. I went two nights, the two nights in Newark. They finished out their the North American part of their tour on Saturday at Barclays in Brooklyn, but I went to the two Newark shows. On Wednesday, I went with Tamara. We were sitting in section 104 at the Prudential Center, and I'm I'm sure you're not familiar with the Prudential Center layout, but it is directly in the back and it's like the higher level up like the mezzanine um but the way that the stage was laid out was they had two walkways on the side so and down the middle so they basically had like a stage center and a stage left and a stage right and they can kind of walk down those tiny little catwalks but then they had the whole middle cleared out and they would walk through the middle to the b stage which was right in front of my face and they went to the B stage a lot. And right next to the B stage, which they didn't have this at Yankee Stadium. It was just just one stage. Right next to the B stage was where all their family members were. So I saw Danielle. I saw Frankie. It was, it's cool to be able to see them um, and stuff. And then they go right up to them and they're right in their faces. Uh, anyway, though, where was I getting with this? Okay. So I know I, I know what to expect. I've seen this show before. I'm dancing. I'm jumping around. They fly through the first album. They get to a little bit longer. And Joe's like, oh, do you guys mind if we swap out two songs from this album? 
and he like pauses it in my hand. I'm like, oh my God, are they going to sing Jersey? They never sing Jersey, but we're in Jersey. And then he finishes his sentence, goes with, uh, with, with two songs that we did from the, from these movies that we did camp rock. And I went embarrassingly ballistic. I, it was childhood had come back to me. I think the only thing that could have beat that was if I got Zac Efron singing bed on it in front of my face. Okay. I'd never heard those songs live. I did not get to go to the Jonas Brothers 3D tour concert thing, whatever. I just saw the movie in the theaters with my grandma. Um, it was electric. It was absolutely electric. And I had such a great image, such a great view of Joe's outfit that night, which was just good it was real good I'll tell you that much and he's looking very very good I put on my story that night and was like guys I just want to tell you Joe's delts are looking phenomenal and the amount of insecure men in my dms being like get over yourself he doesn't even lift blah 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 blah. I'm like one Joe Jonas doesn't know I even exist so like relax two Mm, try a little harder to hide your insecurity three don't send me messages like that because I don't care your opinion on Joe Jonas's arms that's just the way it's the only way I could say it is I don't care what you think it only matters what I think in my little rainbow bubble world and what I think is that they look phenomenal okay but anyway they they have an intermission since it's a pretty long show they come back from their intermission and Nick starts singing his solo stuff. And I knew that that was part of it. You know, I saw him sing Jealous. I saw him sing Chains. But he didn't stop. He said, Jersey, I got a little something special. Excuse me. She just brushed her head against the microphone. Okay. Anyway, he said, Jersey, I got a little something special for you guys today. And he sang This Is Heaven. He sang Levels. He, I needed that. I need the only thing that could have been better and I knew he wouldn't do this is if he sang delicious because that is my favorite my favorite song from the Spaceman album but just to hear four Nick Jonas solo songs was great it was thank you for that I had a great time listening to that and I appreciated it um and then Joe goes on this little rant okay are you getting down from here let's let's put her down okay Joe goes on this little rant and he's like, you know, growing up in Jersey, like as a kid, I always wanted uh, an ice cream flavor named after me. And like, we all loved friendlies. And I'm like, is he talking about friendlies right now? Like, same because they have one in my mom. But like, okay. And he's like, one of the things that I wanted the most was to have like a, like a friendlies ice cream flavor named after me. And then he goes, where's section 104? And that's me. That's me. That's me. I have my phone up and I'm jumping up and down now. So if you watch the video, it's just me jumping up and down. It's not even on him anymore. Long story short, he gifted my section a free year's worth of fribbles from Friendlies. Will I use them? Probably not. Probably not. I mean, my dermatologist is next to a Friendlies. Um, Fribbles do throw back quite some memories for me I don't like saying the word though it makes me slightly uncomfortable I wasn't really so much hyped about that it was more of a like one I indirectly got something from Joe Jonas two when he was looking at our section he was like hi and like acknowledged it so in my idiotic delusional mind I'm like you know what he acknowledged my existence that's an accomplishment um 
but that was really the highlight of night one. It was phenomenal. And I was so excited seeing them, like the path that they took, just walking up and down the middle for my night two, because I knew I had floor seats and I knew that I, I was in for something good. What I also loved though, was the floor actually had seats. And to me, like, I think that it should really always be done that way. Maybe that's just because I have raging anxiety. Um, the problem with like pits is one, I get a little claustrophobic. So if there's too many people, like it just freaks me out. I, it's like being in a club. And then I have to worry about showing up early to get a good spot, people pushing you. That's how fights break out. And I got a pretty good spot when I did that for Dua Lipa, but I was going by myself and I was like, I really don't want to deal with this. So when I saw that there was actual seats, I was hyped. And you know, you pay money. It's like with the pit stuff, I could pay $200, let's say, and somebody pays $400 and they think that they're getting a better seat and then you show up and it's GA. So it's like, why did you pay more money? Um, so I was very happy about that. And I was in seat number three. So I was very close to the walkway that they came down. That was very exciting. So I left the Wednesday show feeling very, very hopeful. Thursday comes around. And by the way, I just got to say, I was having this conversation with my cousin the other day and she was probably slightly joking, but I was, I was telling her about the concert. I was showing her videos and she was like, wait, you went alone? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, you went alone to floor seats at the Jonas Brothers. And I was like, yeah. And she was like, dude, don't tell people that. That's so embarrassing. And I was like, what? No, I'm going to tell everybody that because I had a phenomenal time. And quite frankly, I don't think it's embarrassing. And maybe you do. Maybe you're listening to this right now and you're like, dude, that's so lame. Why did you do that? But I don't feel that way. And I was the one who went. So that's all that matters. The way that I see it, you know, is if I only do things when I have somebody to do them with, what am I going to accomplish in life? You know, I, I don't have many friends. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I don't have many, I I know many people and I would say I'm friendly with many people, but as far as people that I hang out with and stuff, I don't have many of them. And I'm not really anyone's priority to hang out with, you know, like I, I don't think I'm anyone's best friend. I don't think I'm anyone's first choice. So it can be hard sometimes getting people to do things with you. So I said, you know what, I'm going to go by myself. This is something that I really want. Like I love them. I want to see them. I want to see them up close. I'll spend the money on it. It was a good deal. I don't think it's embarrassing. I had a phenomenal night and I would do it all over again. I wasn't the only person that was there alone. I know people that go to concerts alone. I like the music and they were here in front of like in my home state. I wanted to see them. Okay. Um, I can die a happy woman being as close as I was to them. I will say. It's true what they say about them being short. They were walking past me and I was like, ah, geez, Nick does look pretty low to the ground, pretty low to the ground. But Joe, while he did look short, was looking, I think he's looking the best that he's ever looked. I, at eight years old, I would tell you, no, that's not possible. It's how can he look any better than he does right now? But it's true. It's true. And this was the first show that his daughters attended I don't know what they look like and there was a bunch of children back there so I'm not not sure if I saw them didn't really know what I was looking for but when little bird came on 
there were tears down his face. <sighs> that got me. That got me. And so I turned around and I noticed like Kevin's daughter um, because I was that close that I could see their faces and I know what Kevin's children looks like. They do this little thing. If you're watching on YouTube, then you can see. But they, they I guess they have this way of communicating with their kids where they take their hand under their chin and wave their fingers and the kids do it back. I'm going to stop right there for a moment because that's adorable. And that's something I'll never relate to. Like imagine your your dad is a superstar and you're waving to your dad in this secret little way. It's something that you guys worked out before. Like I just think that's the cutest thing. It's a cute, like they're probably like, that's my freaking dad. Like all you people in here are screaming about how much you love these guys, but that's my dad. That's cool as hell. Um, but I got a video, a really good video of Joe doing it to, I assume, his daughters. And the way that he like looked at them, like he kind of gave them a little like, oh, like, hi, look. And like a wink sent me over the edge. That was probably the best thing I saw all night. In my head, because I don't really see, like you don't see Joe's child. You barely see Nick's daughter in my head they're just not fathers I just I don't see it so like in my head I'm like no no Joe Jonas is the guy on my wall and I'm eight years old and the year is 2007 he's not a dad but actually seeing that like in the way that he looked at his kids I was like that is probably the hottest thing I've ever seen in my life and what a blessing it is to have been born into this world as the daughter of Joe Jonas I'm just gonna leave that there a moment for that um he is definitely you know I'm a little scared for him actually I'll say because while this whole divorce thing happened he was on tour he had things to do people to see he was around his family for the past six almost six months these I don't know like how do you react when you're dealing with something like a divorce and it comes out this week that Sophie Turner has a new boyfriend. Like, that can't feel great. Even though he's the one who filed for divorce. Like, that can't feel great. So, I don't know. If I were him, that shit would hit me this week. Reality would sink in. So, he's in my thoughts. He's in my thoughts. But I'll tell you. He knows he's single. And he knows that he's a good-looking man. The way that he was moving about that stage, the notes he was hitting, I was like, Joe you know exactly what you're doing to everybody in this room right now how's it feel how's it feel having the power I wish I was a little bit closer and I think the next time I see them that's going to be my goal because people were handing him like he took somebody's disposable camera and was taking pictures on them he took gifts from people I'm like I just needed Joe Jonas to look down at me I need, I like, he walked past me, you know, I got a video, Nick was like making eye contact with my camera, but I need to like give Joe Jonas a gift and then I'll shut up and then I'll, and then I'll be happy. Okay. But I don't know. I probably shouldn't ramble on anymore. That, that was pretty much the exciting stuff that happened. They did sing, uh, can't take my eyes off of you or keep my eyes off of you by Frankie Valley. And Nick did such a, mm, such a good job such a good job I did walk around with my poster asking Kevin uh, Jonas if he needed a trainer I have yet to hear from him you know somebody asked me actually oh like we need to know 
did Kevin take you up on your offer? And I said, you know what? My answer is not no, it's not yet. Because I'm delusional and I'm determined. Okay. But kind of segueing back, I had a 24 has been a year of a lot of, uh, I'm going to quote unquote existential crises. They're not existential. Um, just life crises. You know, quarter life crises is a real thing. And I had another one this weekend when I saw the Joe Jonas posted on his story a clip of him working out reposted from his training company. First of all, that sent me over. I was like, dude, I can't. You can't do this to me. You need to know who's following you. And I'm one of them. And that simply was going to put me in cardiac arrest. But it didn't. Somehow I'm here. But I was like, excuse me, everybody in my DMs who was coming at me for making comments on his arms. (laughs) Look at this video. His leg stance was a little weird, but we're not going to get into that. Um, But I clicked on it and it came to my mind where I was like, what am I doing? Like the, the Kevin Jonas thing, the poster that I made was kind of a joke. But after seeing Joe post about his training company, I was like, hold on. There's people doing this. There's people traveling with them, training them while they're on tour it should be me. And I, I, I think that's going to be my 2024 goal. Like I'm reading, uh, be useful by Arnold right now. And it's not necessarily telling me anything that I don't already know right now, but his story is so inspiring. And one of the things he was saying, like one of the tips was have a vision. You can't achieve your goals if you can't see it. So I think that that's something that I'm going to be focusing on this year because god damn it somebody needs to train the Jonas Brothers and I am not going to rest until it's me but if it is me please don't tell them that I obsessed over them on this podcast episode because it might come across a little bit weird to them however I'm not shy about the the fact that Joe Jonas's poster was on my wall that's just a given I'm 24 what did you expect you know that's it but one last little note on that I know I'm kind of rambling and I think I I told you guys I think I have ADHD where one thought leads into another thought and then I don't finish any of the thoughts but I do want to close this out by saying it's okay if you're my age or a little bit younger and you don't love what you're doing have I figured it out yet no I have not figured everything out but my interview, if you did not listen to my interview with Sammy Bosser last week, go back and listen to it. Talking to her was such a blanket of reassurance. Like she went to nursing school. She was a nurse and she just realized I was meant for something else. And she did something great with it. And I'm the type of person who I was always very education driven. You know, I did what I was supposed to do. I got good grades. I went to college. I studied in a useful major. I now I'm I got a job in that field and this past year, all the travel that I've done like with to LA and just opportunities that I've gotten, I realized like, this is going to sound so embarrassing, but I'm just going to say it because maybe it'll inspire you. I realized that I have something special about me, whether it's my drive whether it's the effort that I put into the gym, whether it's my personality and my personable, I don't know. But I've been able to make connections with such cool people this year 
that it's made me realize like I got to take a leap and I don't know how I'm going to do it yet, but how many stories have you heard? You know, even seeing the Jonas Brothers, this sounds so cheesy and so gross, but hearing them talk about how they were just writing songs in their house in New Jersey and they got denied or they got uh, cut by their first record label company and just like like what would seem delusional to be driving around as a family in a van up and down the East Coast to perform little tiny shows. Like it sounds so delusional in the moment, but if nobody took those chances, we wouldn't have singers. We wouldn't have actors. We wouldn't have movie stars. We wouldn't have authors. If there weren't people out there who risked it. And that's the way that I'm kind of feeling right now where it's like, why am I just sitting here with these feelings and not doing anything? about it you know so we'll see I don't really know what that means for me yet I don't know how this I don't know where life is going to take me but I think 2024 is going to be my year of taking risks and making big jumps and I'm not saying that I'm going to wait until 2024 because y'all know how I feel about that I went off about it at my 30-day challenge you don't have to wait for a new year to start something but I'm going to start looking into things and just setting myself up for success now so I could be successful in 2024 and continue to have like a fantastic year. You know, that just got very deep, but that's been on my mind. And I'm glad that I I'm glad that I got to share that to you guys, because I know so many people around my age that are like, I don't know what I want to do. I don't like what I do. And I'm here to tell you, you know, we're all in that boat. We're all confused. We're not supposed to know. We're so young. But but you have to work on figuring it out. You know? But yeah. Yeah. Anyway, though, that's kind of my week. You know, I did the whole LA thing. The Jonas Brothers was the majority of my time. And I was really hoping that I was able to talk to you guys about Ariana this week. But it doesn't look like that. But like I said, I have a very juicy episode. And I think that a lot of you girls especially are going to want to listen to this and resonate with this so buckle up and without further ado let's get started with this week's podcast all right before i get into this week's podcast i guess i have to address something following up from last week i told you guys about my whole little spoof and the way that i just flubbered my words in front of sarah's fari last week and sure enough i ended up all over the place and i have to say nobody tagged me And I'm pretty upset about that because this was, I first found it on YouTube and then it got to TikTok and it was just all over the place and people like my friends were tagging me. But I'm like, if you're going to capitalize off of me saying something stupid, can I at least get the tag for the follow? But I know that last week I told you guys, you know, everyone look out, be on the lookout. Let me know if you see me up there somewhere on the internet and sure enough one of you guys did send it my way and I was in fact up there so you know what if they're going to capitalize off of me I'm going to capitalize off of them I posted it on the podcast account this week I posted it on my TikTok I just maybe I'll post it on my real account too this week but yeah you know what's uh maybe that's got to be my new thing I was like this is everywhere now it's small but gets the job done that's my tagline I suppose. I don't know. Thanks for not for no tag, Brad. That was good. I don't appreciate that at all. Anyway, though, 
you guys can assume what my non-health and fitness related highlight was for the week. And if you can't, then I need you to rewind and go back to where I rambled about the Jonas Brothers for like 17 minutes, okay? Okay? But my health and fitness related highlight this week was, let's see, I actually didn't think about this at all. You know what it was? You guys are going to think I'm psycho. And I, maybe I am. Maybe I am. <laughs> but everything leads back to the Jonas Brothers. Okay. <laughs> oh, God, this is embarrassing. No, it's not. Okay. My health and fitness related highlight was the fact that I had gotten my first yoga session in back in in like a week. But it was a Jonas Brothers yoga <laughs> class. Okay. Okay. It was there. I wasn't going to not take it. I did not go to hot yoga on Friday, which I was kind of like in the air. Am I going to do it? Am I not going to do it? And then I was just really freaking tired. Running back from California and then going to -to back-to-back nights of the Jonas Brothers, I just really needed a night in. And then I didn't want to go today, Sunday morning, because I thought I was going to see Ariana. And I got my hair blown out yesterday and I didn't want to wash it after hot yoga, but now I'm not seeing Ariana. (laughs) But I did get my first workout in. I didn't, I brought my mat with me, my little like trans transportable mat to California with me. I just didn't have the time. I didn't make the time for it. You know, I was doing other things. So I did get my first one in yesterday. It was a quick little one. Just to, got my, got my hips opened. It was a little movement. It was to Jonas Brothers songs, which by the way, <laughs> hesitates a good song to do yoga to. I'll say that. Uh, But it felt nice to get back into it. And I am going to go back to my once a week in person and sticking with that because I feel really, really good when I supplement my lifts with the yoga. So yeah, that's that's my health and fitness related highlight for the week. Or yeah, I thought I said that wrong, but I didn't. I said it right. Sometimes I think I need a co-host to just stop me, like put a pause on me. So I can gather my thoughts and maybe they could speak, but I don't. So it's just a lot of me rambling, but you guys like it. So, (laughs) so thank you. I appreciate it. Now I'm also feeling in a very silly, goofy mood. I don't know if you've noticed. All right. So we're getting a little deep this week and I'm sure people are going to send this around, but I don't really care at this point in my life. I actually owe this, this idea I guess, to one of my friends at the gym. Um, I was talking about seeing Ariana and how excited I was and stuff. And she had posted a video earlier in the week just talking about something similar. And it kind of hit me. I I really admire Ariana Maddox. And not because she's on Vanderpump Rules, not because she came out with a cocktail book, like whatever. I admire her. Granted, I don't know her. I've not yet met her, but from what she shared, I know that she's dealt with anxiety and depression uh, throughout multiple years of her life, which I relate to. I admire her because she was able to, to take being cheated on by her partner of nine years and use it as fuel to flourish. Or more importantly, she didn't let it destroy her. And I'm sure she had days of lying in bed. She had countless tears. She had angry feelings. I'm sure that she felt all of that, but she continued showing up. 
She continued working on something about her, her new restaurant. She showed up for the Vanderpump reunion in front of her ex's face. And then same thing for BravoCon. She went on Dancing with the Stars. She took brand deals. Like she just really flourished this year. And a lot of it, you know, was things that came to her, I guess. But it's the way, I think the way she reacted to this situation is just so admirable. And I wish that that had happened to her before it happened to me, which is what I wanted to talk to you guys about today. Um, I feel very, very passionate on this subject. And I was talking about the Britney Spears book a few weeks ago. And then I was getting questions from my friends being like, what happened? Or not my friends, but people who follow me because my friends know being like, what happened? Why why is she like ranting about how she feels? Because if you didn't listen to that episode... I got all fired up at the idea that, you know, men cheat and how women react is what's picked on. You know, it's like you're the psycho one if you react to being cheated on. And a lot of people were like, damn, uh, what happened? So I guess I'll tell you a little story, partially so you guys can get to know me and partially so you can learn from my experiences and be better than I was Um, because if I could rewind time and change how I reacted I totally would but a lot of it too is because I deal with anxiety and depression Um, it's hard for me so I wanted to talk a little bit about anxiety and depression as well because a lot of people don't understand but let's start there a lot of people don't understand what depression feels like or is you know sometimes depression is triggered because something happens you're mourning a loss your house burned down you lost your job I don't know stuff like that does happen but there's also but depression can also be something that's chemically wrong with you you know it's an it's an illness something bad doesn't need to happen for somebody who has that chemical imbalance to fall into a state of depression that's what depression is it's a chemical imbalance in your brain um and the way that depression feels is it's 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 honestly one of the hardest things to get yourself out of because you don't want to do anything and it's a little bit different for everyone but when i'm going through periods of depression i have no motivation no will to do anything. I think the only thing that I really kept doing consistently was going to the gym. And that was because I was like, you know what? Your social media page is your job. You got to show up. You show up to work. You got to show up for this. And you need to act like everything's okay and that you're functioning and that every, that you're not unwell. You know, nobody, nobody should know that. But you... <sighs> The problem is, you know, and one of the times that I was going through this, I remember my friends being like, you should really go see a therapist. And it's like, I know that. I knew back then I should see a therapist, but I didn't want to. And when you're depressed and you don't want to do, you don't want to do anything. It's very hard to get yourself to actually do that. And I don't think a lot of people understand that. It's not as easy as saying, oh, you should do this. Or like, do you even, do you want my advice? No, they they need to... You need to want to get yourself out of it. And that's really the only way that it'll it'll stop. 
um, unless somebody literally restrains you and starts feeding you antidepressants. But anyway, let's get back into my story. God, this is kind of a hard one to tell. I was talking to my friend at the gym and I said, you know what? I think it's time for me to tell my story because at this point, enough time has passed where I don't really harbor bad feelings. Like there's no sense in hating people, you know, it's just extra energy. But I think I went through all of this for a reason. And one of my reasons is to set an example for you guys or, or tell you my experience so you could be better than me. Um, Gosh, let's see. I was dating this guy my senior year of college and it was very iffy. It was like we were dating by terms of we were going on dates with each other and not seeing anybody else, but the boyfriend girlfriend title wasn't really wasn't really used, which by the way, I wish somebody told 21-year-old Liz this. Um if he doesn't want to call you his girlfriend, you need to leave. Sorry, but you deserve to be with somebody who's proud of you and knows that he wants you because you are valuable. And I didn't think I was valuable back then. And I was so blinded by my feelings that it didn't matter to me. And now that I'm, I've grown up and I've stepped away from that situation, I'm like, you know what? No. Um, that's not okay. You should not be with somebody who's like, would you be friends with somebody who tell, who won't call you their friend? No, it's embarrassing. Um, anyway though, everyone kind of knew that we were a package deal. I mean, it was like, I don't know. I just don't, I, I like, I don't think I've ever been that infatuated with a person. Like, our emotions just ran so high for each other. Like when we were having a good time, we were having the best time. Like it was just great. Um, but long story short, after a few months, it was this was probably in February, I walked in to his bedroom one night and he was fully in the middle of an act with another girl. And I'm not going to get too graphic here because you don't need to know. Yeah. A moment for that. Whenever I tell people that, they everyone's jaw drops to the floor. Like they're like, guess how I found out that I got cheated on. Like I saw his text messages. I saw his DMs. I'm like, well, I saw it. I, I saw it. <laughs> and everyone's like, no. And I'm like, trust me. It's not something you want to lie about. It's not a cool flex. It'll actually, uh, it'll make you never trust a human being ever again. I wish I was lying, but I'm not. Yeah. So that was bad. Um, the problem is I was not at a, pl- at this time, I was not in therapy. I was poorly managing, not even managing my anxiety. Um, I don't, I wasn't really in a bout of depression at this this point but my anxiety was really really bad and I just didn't love myself you know I was doing my thing I was going through the motions I was going to the gym I was super motivated about that but I didn't respect myself as a human being at all and I think part of that's because of just 
things that I grew up with. You know, I don't, I come from a broken family. I never really had a best friend. I've had people come in and come out of my life. My boyfriend before that was horrendous to me. So I just never really saw my value. Um, And because of that, I made very poor choices on how to handle this relationship. Um, There's this line, it's a song by Caitlin Tarver called Out of Excuses. And one of the lines is, a broken heart makes you do crazy shit. And I've done my fair share of it. It's brutal, but I've learned a bit. Blah, 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 blah. That's us. And I really, really resonate with that. You know, when you care, when I'm the type of person where if I care for somebody, I'll do anything for them. And I think I've also just have had too many people walk out of my life that when I start to see somebody else go, I freak out. And I'd do anything to prevent it because I need that stability or I needed that stability, let's say past tense. So I got back together with him after that incident. Yep. it's No, that's embarrassing to say. You can laugh at me. You can call me stupid. I don't need anybody to tell me their opinions on it, actually, because I know that it was not wise. But can't change can't go back can't change it so <laughs> you're just gonna have to deal with it because that's the truth um and sure enough it happened again this time I kind of saw it coming I was in denial he told me and then immediately apologized for me back and this time I stood my ground kind of and was like I don't know if I could trust you blah 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 I I gave him a, a chance to prove himself and instead he texted me one day and said hey I'm actually dating her instead so sorry and blocked my phone number couldn't contact him he had my belongings um I remember it was over Instagram DM I finally got a hold of him and I was like can I please get my belongings and like some sort of goodbye and when I did I just broke down in the lobby of his apartment building and he broke down too. And then I found out he was recording the whole thing because his new girlfriend made him and I immediately deleted that because that's psychotic and I had said some very personal things. Um, but I, I broke down and basically spent the rest of that summer not living that's the best way I could describe it. Going to work, going to the gym. That's it. I cried every day for two months straight. I, I let my depression take over me because at this point it had come back again. I let my anxiety take over me. I didn't want to do anything. It was so hard for me to get out of bed. I didn't read. I didn't really watch TV. I posted what I needed to post on Instagram and that was it. Nobody saw me. Nobody heard from me. I actually, when I started to get my shit back together on the mend, I had to text some of my friends from college and I said, I'm really sorry that you haven't heard from me for the past few months and that I have not been a dependable friend to you. I have been battling my demons and I chose to isolate myself during that time, which was not right. Um, But something snapped in me where I realized that this is not the way that I can live. I can't keep letting, I I, I can't keep living in this hell. 
every day that I let myself live in for so long. And that's when I called my therapist and said, dude, medicate me. I don't care. And I'm so glad that I did because I'm just a much happier, calmer person now. And my time since leaving that relationship has really taught me a lot about myself and building my relationship with myself. Um, But the point of me sharing this is not just for you guys to get to know me, but also to hear my story and how bad it is and, and take that back to your own world. You know, like it's embarrassing to me that I think about this. I saw some, I saw, physically saw myself getting cheated on and I went back to him. And then when the relationship was over, I let my, I let it consume me. I didn't pull an Ariana. I didn't go on dancing with the stars. I didn't take brand deals. I did nothing. I wanted nothing but to sleep all the time because when I slept, I didn't think. And that was the best way for me. It's easier said than done because like I said, when you care about a person, um, it's hard to just cut the cord and stop caring about them. But I beg you guys to know your self-worth and take steps to pick yourself back up from that. Let it hurt, you know, cry when you need to cry more in the end of the relationship, but don't stop living your life for it. You know, before shit hits the fan, take an action to, to, to be okay. You know, I wish that the day that this all happened, I had called my therapist immediately and said, medicate me up. I got to get through this. And that's the way I need to get through this instead of spending months ruining me. Um, So I think like when I look at my own story and then I look at Ariana, I'm like, God, I just, it's so inspiring because I was not strong enough to let that, to, to not let that destroy me in the moment. And granted, I was in a, I'm not downplaying my experience. You know, I was in a very emotionally abusive relationship. And like I said, I don't harbor any negative feelings towards him. I will always care about him in, in, in a sense of his well-being, but I wish that I had had the tools to react differently and I that I had reacted differently. And now, guys, let me tell you, the grass is so green, so green on my side. I know what I want and don't want in a relationship. And now when I get the slightest bit of disrespect from someone, you're um, I will immediately never text you again. I was the type that would sit and wait and answer his text like immediately. And now I have 100 unread messages on my phone. A lot of them are promotional texts, but but whatever. Um, And I kind of just learned my value. Like I learned how to survive on my own. I realized I traveled. I saw more of the world. I saw things that made me happy. I realized the value I have to bring. I made some friends that I know won't ditch me, you know, friends that will stay in my life. Um, And the gym was a big part of that as well. You know, if I didn't have the gym during that time, I don't know what I would have done. But I think I started seeing like a big change in myself when I did get medicated and I could think clearer and I could focus more on my relationship with myself. Once my mental relationship with myself changed, I saw a lot of physical change too. And then a lot of good things came my way. I was talking to my friend the other day when we were talking about this whole thing and she said that when she had gotten cheated on, she just went off and was like, 
fuck you for breaking my heart. I'm never going to trust anyone again now because of you. I fucking hate you. And I didn't react that way. I said I felt similar things, but I cried about it and I let myself be broken about it for too long. Like I let myself feel the feelings and then I didn't stop. But now looking back, I'm like, that's not something like, first of all, I'm in charge of my own decisions and my feelings. He, can, he will not have the power over me to not trust another human being again. He will not have that long-lasting effect. And I shouldn't be sad about what he did to me. I should be angry because I know my worth and he disrespected that. Instead of being sad about what happened, be angry about being disrespected. You know, it's disgusting the amount of times I see people slithering around cheating on their partners it absolutely is horrific I see it happen in my own gym sometimes and it's just it disgusts me to no extent because of what I've been through um but I'm here to tell you firsthand whether you're in a relationship or not work on your relationship with yourself know what's acceptable know what's not acceptable My general rule of thumb now going forward is if my friend texted me saying this happened to her, would I say it's okay or would I get very defensive and be like, girl, what the fuck? You cannot accept this, you know? But yeah, that's a, that's a little piece of my story, a little trauma from my past, but that's why therapy helps me and I'm not in a relationship yet because I have not found someone who could treat me decently that's fine. (laughs) I'm not bitter. I'm like, you guys can't see because my camera died, but I'm smiling, like laughing like an idiot while I say this. Um, But you have the choice at the end of the day. You have the choice. And now I know that, that I have the choice going forward and that I don't have to tolerate certain things um, and that I shouldn't continue to care about people who treat me that way. I don't have to continue to care about somebody always just because I did once. And I hope you guys took something from this. And If you thought my world was rainbows and butterflies and stuff, it's not. It's not at all. I've seen some things. All right, guys. Well, that was a pretty heavy episode. But with with that being said, that pretty much wraps up this week's episode of Confessions of a Gym Rat. I I mean, if you guys have similar stories or you want to connect or you need somebody to lean on, I'm always here to talk. I know how shitty it feels and... I'm 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 always here. Shoot me a DM, shoot me an email. That's all I got to say. I support you on this and I'm very very sorry that you relate. I hope you don't, by the way. Um but anyway, make sure that you follow the podcast on Instagram at Confessions of a Gym Rat and subscribe on YouTube. I'm also starting to do more vlogs lately because I think they're fun, so I'm going to start doing like a Kingdom series vlogs and I just put up my first one last week. Uh, the YouTube is at Lifts with Liz. And then follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Lifts with Liz. Next week's episode, I promise I'll be more high energy. I'll, I won't have a sob story to tell you guys. Maybe something a little bit more educational. But go into this week knowing that I love you. I appreciate you. And you are fucking badass. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. If you like, It's your choice if you want to be badass or not. That's all I got to say. 